Hi, and welcome to the Wireless Podcast, where the beer flows fast, free, and frictionless. On today's show, we are going to talk about the new 6E APs, Ukrainian hacks, and renewables. Should we be doing more? I'm your host, Dan Jones. With me is Ryan Dodds, Ethan Jackson, and unfortunately, he's not back from the job centre yet. Alan Blake. Yeah, good, good, good. Do you, have you got a got a beer with you? Ready? Uh, I do. I have the uh, old trusty beer moretti. Ah. Uh, I was tempted to either get one of these or go for a trusty Stella, but this one caught my eye there. I'll be back in a second. Ryan's gone to raid. <laughs> I've got I've got myself a, a hobgoblin gold tonight. You see, they were, they were hobgoblins in the shop, but I would, oh, I've never really had one before. Is it like your IPA or? Well, this one's like a like an amber ale. This one, I'm partial partial to an amber myself. This, yeah, it's a gold, really gold beer. It's lovely. Uh, not about the IPA. I had me, uh, I had my first Guinness last week. Oh, nice. Didn't get on with it. No, I had to go and put black current in it. <laughs> it tasted like absolute shine. <laughs> I love a stout. Oh, I do, yeah. A Guinness is like drinking a roast dinner, isn't it? Yeah, proper stodgy on your stomach is what I realised after. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't pass through well. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it, it was my last day at my last place, so it was like I had a. Oh, I always went out for lunch, and I had me. Uh, I got a chicken burger and a pint of Guinness and I could barely walk after it. <laughs> Pretty much felt like rolling back to work, Blake. Nice. I'll let me be, you're on the bench. What did you get, mate? You know, just the usual, Stella. Standard. Stella Artois. Mmm. <laughs> what have you got, Dan? No doubt some ponty, puffy fucking drink. Oh, mate, I've already <laughs> said I've got a Hobgoblin Gold. Well, makes yeah. a change. Mate. It's good shit. <laughs> nice. So what we've been up to them much? Working, mate. Working. Grindstone. <laughs> no, like genuinely, I, we're, I'm looking at moving house at the moment, and it's always like one of the most stressful times, isn't it? When you're like trying to sell your house, you're looking for other things, and like at the moment down this way at least it's like in, unless you've sold it's virtually like impossible to even get around to have a look at a house let alone put an offer in or anything like that 
How come? It, just because the market's just going crazy down here. Like, because like, things are, it feels like they're on the market for like two seconds and then they go. Um, exactly the same as it is here. I mean, we, we were looking at houses last year pretty much from May till uh, July. And literally one house came up that we really wanted, rung them up half an hour after they put it up. Literally had 12 back-to-back viewings and it sold for 25k over what it was actually worth. Jeez. That's not, that's not bad, it were. Yeah. It is nuts. Um, I know a lot of the... Fuck off, shut up! Right, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know she's been annoying the living crap? She's just been spouting random shit during the day. What's, what are you talking about? Alexa. Oh, Alexa. <laughs> Who do you think I was talking about? <laughs> I thought you were shouting at your missus or something. I was like, Ellie, you can't do that, mate. I wouldn't talk to her like that, you joking, aren't you? I'll get locked up here I'm indefinitely. Play, you're playing a dangerous game, if that's the case. Yeah, too right. <laughs> no, to be fair, the, the, um, I know a lot of the house, like, I know a couple of people have sold houses recently, and um, it's ended up going to bidding stages. So, right. like, obviously, normally someone puts an offer in, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll accept it. And that's that. But, like, it's been coming to bidder stages, and... Uh, what I've found out recently is there's been a couple of new builds done and they're actually stopping people who live out the area coming to buy them. No, oh, really? So they're yeah. saying if you're not from a certain set of postcodes, you're not getting in. You can't buy it, yeah, fair play. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Cool. So, well, Ethan, you probably like should introduce yourself to people that listen you know, the the two that listen regularly. <laughs> it's one now, mate. He, dro- he dropped off a long time again. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm Ethan. Um, I'm 24. I come from a little town up in the north called Colm. It's about 10, 15 minutes away from Burnley. One of the roughest places in the UK, but... Uh, it's about um, 10, 10 minutes north of London, isn't it? <laughs> it's just off to the left, <laughs> uh, Current role is I'm a core network engineer at one of the, well, the largest B Corp organization in the UK. Um, nice. That, that's pretty much career wise for the moment. Nice. So, nice. When, when, what, what do you do day to day then, core network? Uh, so at the moment, I have only just recently started in my role. Um, one of the, well, the, the main function of my job role is to, uh, we're doing quite a large exchange rollout at the minute for our customers, obviously with the uh, copper cut off in 2025. So we are introducing quite a lot of FTTC, FTTPs into, uh, I think, another 300 exchanges throughout the UK. Wow. Um, just so we've got quite a large blueprint um as well as just providing um core network uh sort of like exposure for the growth of the actual business mm-hmm. so in, installing new equipment um troubleshooting any issues that, that come through from the knock team uh creating llds for the actual network all all that interesting stuff which i think nice that's decent mate. it sounds decent so the good thing is that uh your traditional networking. I mean, that's the background I come from before Wi-Fi. Um, I think most of us don't, but the good thing is that you live and breathe that every day, which is good. 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much since I started off my apprenticeship at 18. I've, I've just been traditional, well, I say traditional network engineer, but starting off first line ADSL, just running standard checks, swapping ADSL filters, all that sort of stuff, nice. jumping into first line support, then eventually got a break as a network engineer. And then eight months later, I uh, I get the opportunity to become a core network engineer. So I'm quite the rise from uh, from actually starting in my career. It, it, it's good because I think at the minute, uh, the market for networking is well, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's really the roof. And yeah. I think if you if you if you're pretty good at what you do, and you've got a bit about you, you know, you, you're not going to have a problem. And obviously, within eight months, you've managed to move on to the next the next stage, which is uh, pretty good. So that's going to give you a good challenge. Yeah, exactly. And it's going towards my my goal. You could kind of say eventually, I'd like to become a network architect. So. Mm-hmm. Like you say, we were the next step for me, and I'm quite eager to get started and learn. Nice, nice Good stuff, man. Well, this podcast isn't going to help you. No. <laughs> right. If anything, it's you, 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 you the... going to get a job. Indeed. <laughs> I'll be open and honest, mate. Um, it'll not be the first time we've we've been blackballed um, by certain <laughs> companies, um, and it's uh, it certainly won't be the last. <laughs> I'm going to say you've got me drinking on the score now. Bad influences already. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, just um, just don't ever go drinking with Al, whatever you do. Oh, yeah, geez. Yeah, if he ever invites you out for a night out, just make an excuse and don't bother. Yeah, people people take pictures of you the next day. It's 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 safe. Ah, uh, what what do you do? Wake up with beer fear and that? No, you 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 wake up still pissed. <laughs> and sat in a conference trying to concentrate. <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> i love it and looking through the pictures on your phone and finding you in a in a rickshaw with pink lights driving through london <laughs> yeah brilliant yeah, so good. all right great so we've we've got like a bunch of different things to talk about to, to tonight i obviously ethan like i, I appreciate mate you might not pipe up a lot in terms of the the new wi-fi 6e APs that we're going to talk about, but it'd be interesting to get your kind of your your take on things or any questions and things that you've got. Um, that'd be that'd be quite interesting. Is that what you want to talk about, mate? Just uh, just pipe up. Yeah, no yeah. rules. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Prison rules and eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, i i just wanted to I just wanted to bring up the six EAPs just because it feels like now the kind of top. You know, all, all the top the top guys have got their sixy kind of offerings out there. Um, I don't know. Would you would you say that mists now are, are in that top tier? You you're asking the wrong person because I've said no for a long time. Yeah, still think it's a very immature product, despite the marketing hype. Um, I still think the integration, the court with the so the story or. Everything's all integrated now. Well, it's not, is it? Let's let's face it. It's, it's still not very well integrated. Um, you know, I remember having a conversation. I can't remember. Where I was having a conversation with a couple of a couple of months ago, and uh, they were saying, "Oh, Junos is mint. I'm going to be looking at all the switches and stuff." And I went, "Just wait until you start using Junos." Yeah, you'll hear it. I have to disagree with that. Oh, get out! Yes. I have to disagree with that. Go I on. love Junos. I love it. So is is that I, what you is that what you're using then most of the time? 
Uh, truth be told, I have only just started using Genos CLI this week at my new company. Previous to that, I, I passed my JNCIA, but that was literally just off the um, Juniper Learning Portal yeah. uh, using a bit of VLabs. But yeah, I prefer Genos CLI over Cisco as any day. Oh, that, that, that's without a doubt. I, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. But I hate Junos. I really do. I don't like it. I never have done it, to be honest. I've never yeah, really done with it. <laughs> okay, well, that, that... No, I, I, I don't think... I think they're, they're a contender. They're a player. I don't think they're a big player. I don't think they're the big boys at all. Um, everyone will call shit and give me a lot of crap about it, but... <laughs> An opinion. Okay, <laughs> well, let's, let's let's start with Cisco then, because Cisco, I think it was yesterday, announced their ninety one thirty six AP, which is effectively a ninety one thirty with a, a six, six gig radio, gigahertz radio in it, and a couple of other things. Um, but yeah, I mean, so ju- just straight off the bat, I mean they they're pulling out an eight by eight. 5 gigahertz, a 4x4 6 gigahertz and a 4x4 2.4 gigahertz radio. So they they're not they're not aiming low. <laughs> They've come oh. in with the top model like out the gate. Um what I found quite interesting is they've added in the like air quality sensor, the temperature sensor and the humidity sensor into the AP to be part that's... of the DNA spaces. So that's an that's an interesting take cuz I was, I was, I've always been under the impression that rather than being forced to have a sensor, that you can have what you want. So the good thing about having the BLE and Zigbee radios built in yeah. is that integration. Mm-hmm. So being, so, so kind of being forced, it sounds like it's a bit of a. Now I, I could, I could, I could be wrong. In a few months to a year's time, it could be all the rage, right? But at the minute, I just think having. A sensor built in with like air quality is a bit wishy washy. It's like saying, "Oh yeah, well, we we've got these sensors. You're not really going to do much with them, are you?" Well, I I don't know. I I guess it depends. Air quality right. sensors. You, I mean, you you what? You're I tend- in a warehouse, it's dirty and shit all the time. No, sure, <laughs> but then I I doubt in a warehouse you're going to be putting ninety one thirty sixes in either. To be fair, oh. you're probably, you're probably going to stick to the best you can, right? Hey. You, you you buy the best you can if that's their six gigahertz radio. Well, apart from the fact, and... the fact that obviously at the moment no no six gigahertz APs have got external antenna. So if you, if you're building for mm. a warehouse, you're probably not going to be putting in six gigahertz at the moment, at least. Do you think it's all a bit of a, a bit of a con anyway? This at the minute. So I, I've noticed all of these six gigahertz things have popped up in the recent months. Right when there's a time when there's a global shortage of chips, <laughs> and it's always to kind of improve um, share prices, shall we say? Well, the interesting the interesting thing is, so yesterday I ordered a ninety one thirty six. Literally before most people knew that it was out, I ordered one. Six months waiting list. Waiting. <laughs> and that, that's that, that's minimum. Yeah, um, I'm going to say right, six, but... six months isn't even a long time for anything at the minute. I mean, I, I was speaking uh, to one of my colleagues at, at my old company. I think we ordered, I think it was a Cisco device, and it, it was at least nine months minimum. Yeah. Where, and and by the time you get closer to that date, that's not that even guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what What seems to be interesting, though, is that what, what looks like is happening is that everyone is just ordering, like, nine months ahead. You know, 
rather than kind of going, oh, okay, well, you know, we, we will just hold off for now. We'll just keep what we've got. They kind of go, no, 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 because there's a shortage, we need to order now, which is like fair enough. But all it does is obviously like exacerbate the problem, right? Uh, well, I think Sony is a prime example of that. So they manufacture the PS5 at a loss. Yeah. So they sell for 450 quid. And that's actually a loss because what they're doing, and they're publicly saying this, is that their money is in services. So yeah. it's selling the games, selling the online services, the additional content that people buy it's for it. Like like 20 quid gift cards that you can get to spend on that. Yeah. That's, that's where they're that. spending their money. But the problem is they can't get the stuff out. So they're manufacturing the, 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 these PlayStations. They can't get them out. So people uh, aren't buying them as quick as they want to, aren't then getting them online mm. and aren't then buying. So they're, they're lost period. So I guess from, from an accountancy perspective, probably saying, right, well, three months we're going to make a loss. But within that, within another three months after that, we're going to start turning into the red, right? And thinking, right, okay, well, now that's been extended because how long has a PS5 been out now? It's a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And most people I know still don't have a PS5 who want one. Um, and now it's it's kind of forced a bit of a black market where people are snuffling up what PS5s are available and then selling them for selling ridiculous Selling them off prices. for that, yeah. Selling them off for double price. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's because you just think if you're Sony, just sell them for double the price. <laughs> like, yeah. And then don't don't have that hit, but exactly. And I don't know. I I just think um, it's a bit unlucky for them, but it just I don't know. I think for what we're seeing with these APs and things, I think it, it's coming at a bit of a convenient time where you know people, you know, share prices for most companies are taking a tumble because of this worldwide chip shortages. Tech companies across the board are losing millions upon millions of the of the share value because they can't get the equipment out they can't actually sell anything you know it's it's becoming quite difficult so to release new products but again, at this point seems a bit yeah. it's for it's for a reason isn't it yeah sure but like i i think like most hardware companies are aware of that of that issue right so most most tech companies have been moving towards like a a license, you know, per year licensing model and a, you know, like the cloud based systems like Mist, like Meraki, where, you know, everything is based off of the hardware is kind of like a, you have to have something to run it on, but actually that's not the product. The product is the dashboard. The product is, you know, Marvis. The product is you know DNA. You know whatever. Um, to Sony or the Meraki of the PlayStation or the games console world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of. But yeah. yeah I, still, I still have massive issues with the whole license to, to hell model. Uh, I still think it's a bit terrible. I, to be I, honest. I, I don't mind it as long as. I don't mind it. I think the only, the only one that kind of irks me a bit is the Meraki model, where if. You don't pay; it just stops working. Well, this is the thing. I think some do it better than others. Um, I think a lot of other companies are adding more value, so you can buy X device, and it'll do this out of the box. Yeah. But if you buy these licenses, you can get this. Yeah, that's the model to go for, rather than just saying, "Well, actually, you can't even buy it." 
yeah. without a, a ridiculous yearly subscription. And if you don't pay, well, just put the money. But you just have to look on eBay and look at how many MX64s yeah. I'm kicking about for 20 quid. I mean, I think, yeah, that, that, that for me, especially in the age of like electronic waste and all this kind of stuff, that there's so many of those things now that have just become doorstops, right? Which, like, to be fair, that on my blog recently, I did a post on how you can like flash an MR so that you can you can use it you know if, if that's pretty cool it, it, it is good to do that so like i'm hoping that there's going to be somebody out there snaffling up all these 20 quid mx64s to then or oh, these mr34s or whatever they are yeah. well, the mr32s usually what people are selling i don't know there's, there's the monster, yeah. problem is there's <laughs> loads of them now isn't there that's the it seems to be more dense on ebay the uh, mr32s because i think that's the ones they give away for free yeah um but i think it's a good thing that people can make use of them, but I'm not too sure you can do that with the firewalls. But I think you're right there. Actually, I think you've just you've just hit on something that, like, it does increase the like the the e waste because most people typical networking com- uh, projects are would like to say three to five years, but in reality, it's five to ten. Yeah. You buy you buy a switch. It's going to still work unless it actually blows up. It's still going to work, right? Yeah, it's just um, legacy, isn't it? That's yeah. all it is. It just it, needs it, the support, it, right? So, so in terms of enterprise, it's not worth having in place anymore. But there's no reason why, you know, halfway around the, the world somewhere, they couldn't be making really good use of that kit. Which well, you've got a whole business based on this. You have these third-party uh, companies who, yeah, fair enough, you can't get support with Cisco anymore. But these have got like five hundred twenty-nine sixty sitting on the shelf. Yeah, like. You, you pay a yearly fee for uh, support and maintenance, and what they do is literally just deliver you one of them 2960s off the shelf. Like, yeah. so what, we, what we used to do uh, at my previous company is like all the old Linux and Windows servers that were end of life legacy. We used to actually donate them to like hospitals, yeah. uh, ambulance places, helicopter places, uh, just all, all that sort of stuff just to stop them going to waste. I'd imagine they're still pretty. High spec, aren't they? Because they're going to have to be to run the the gear that you guys would run, and they're probably yeah, still the quite a bit of money. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wait, I, 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 think, it, I think it's a valid point because there's there's more and more. Like we've gone from a from an age where we traditionally sweat off the assets mm-hmm. to either, you know, what most people. So let, let's take a a typical refresh. Someone's going to come in and sell what. Meraki solution or a Ruma solution, whatever, and they're going to buy because it's a pro budget, so they're going to say, "I oh, fuck it, we'll buy five year licenses, mm-hmm. right?" And then that's it; they've got it all in installed. Nice shiny solution for five years because that's when the budget's going to run out. Next five years, it's like, well, well, we need we need to replace this because it's old now. Yeah, but what we're going to do? It's only five years old. Like it's just, it's just going to go, and nobody can use it, and it can't be can't be used again. Yeah, because of these licenses. I, th- I think what I'd like to see from Meraki is like once something once something goes like end of sale or end of support or whatever, that they then release like a firmware that you can download and you can flash to the to the hardware itself that then effectively just makes it like a you know an open anyone WRT. type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just just you know put some cheap whatever on there so that the stuff can be used still um you know even if there was like some 
you know, cheap, something like Pika 8 or whatever, you know, where it's like a, a, a cloud-based thing that basically just SSHs to the, to the box and you can manage it from there. But something that allowed those devices to be recycled, be reused, you know, put into charities, put into, you know, third world mm. countries, into schools, into, you know, places like that. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. It's it's not too different to what we what people have done with like what Ethan said about the servers they get refurbed. Yeah. There's loads of companies the whole business built on it. People buy up all these X data set the stock, you know, take the discs out, wipe them, put new discs in, replace the memory with faster memory. Because they've, they've got all this all these servers, which actually mostly they get for free because a company doesn't want to sell them because it's more of a hassle to sell. Yeah. Um. So they say I'll. Get this company more often than not, they pay these companies to come in, take them away, yeah. clear them out the rack. So they're, they're getting money to clear them out. Fair enough, they've got overheads, got people to send in and take them out. But then what they do is they spend a bit of cash, tarten them up a bit, extra memory, whatever, discs, and then flog them on. Yeah. And people yeah. buying them because one, they're cheap, they're still decent servers and laptops and whatever. It's still usable. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. And um, I, think, I, think that's, I think that's pretty good. I, I, I don't have an issue with that. No, yeah, yeah. I'd like, I'd like to see it. I think, um, I, yeah. It, what I'd like to see is all of these bigger vendors just kind of saying, "Look, once we decide something goes end of sale or end of life, whatever, it's like, right, we're no longer supporting it. So here's a final firmware that just opens it up, right? Now mm-hmm. crack on and crack on and do what you want with it. You know, you, don't you, get any support. You can't log any tickets with us. Yeah. Uh, it's no responsibility of ours. But there you are. Yeah, but at yeah. least it's open. At least you can reuse it. Yeah, totally. I'd like to see that. But um, good. Yeah, I I think um, I I think in ter- in terms of these kind of the six gigahertz ones, I I hear what you're saying, Ryan. In terms of like, they're almost they've been announced, but they're so far away, right? Because yeah we're just not going to get a hand on this for so long. 12 months. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's be honest, because not just that is the logistical aspect to take into consideration. So there's all these people who have put projects on back order. So they've ordered the kit, POs assigned, yeah. kits on order. It's not going away. You know, the demand daily, weekly, monthly that comes in anyway is still churning up and still sitting in there. So there's also the logistics the warehousing and stuff like that that's going to have to get out. So, so they've still got a backlog of normal stuff to get rid of, never mind new stuff. Yeah. So, I, so bearing in mind then that, you know, these are kind of six, nine, 12 months out. If mm. you're specking up a project, you know, put yourself in, in a kind of like different position, right? You're, you're head of IT for a company. Are you kind of saying, look, I'm just going to order night 120s. I'm just going to order night 130s. Or are you going, well, I might as well order a night 136 because it's not going to turn up for nine months. And by that time, we probably have iPhones that have got six gigahertz. We'll probably have whatever else. I was just just going to say that. So obviously, if you put that order through and they're not going to come until like six, nine months down the line, who knows that there might not be something a little bit better within that time frame. Yeah, and I'm, potentially at a cheaper price as well. I get what you're saying. Um, it, it 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 makes sense because I I would do that because it's like well if you've got to wait you might as well wait and get the better stuff anyway. Um, it's like people going out and buying the iPhone 13, which is you know it's not really that good. Um, not that many improvements, so they'll just wait for the 14. 
Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's very similar. Like and get the new one every year. <laughs> and <clears throat> to be fair, um, I've seen recently people who can't wait at all. Like I, I, I need kit, and they're happy to take wave two AC. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll, I'll take it. It's Wi-Fi. Yeah, fair enough. It's not the latest and greatest, but yeah. I've got a new warehouse that I need to get stuck into. Uh, I need, I need stuff. Um, I've, and they're taking I've got, it. I've got customers buying, you know, twenty-seven oh twos or whatever, you know, and just, just buying refurb, just buying from wherever, you know, just to fill a gap until exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an interesting. An interesting time. I mean, um, I don't. I don't know if it's going to get any better anytime soon. I, I actually thought this time last year that it would have probably been better now, but it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. It, is it? Is it just affecting like the the top players, or is it? Or is it every? You know, is it? Is it everyone? Is it Cambium? Is it Fortinet? Is it? You know, it, like, is it is everyone having a problem, or is it just the is it just the Cisco's, the Arubas, the Mists? The there is. I know that some certain vendors fare better than others. Um, right. I know some make their own kit; they don't go to others right. to manufacture that kit. Um, but largely speaking, I think the the more common chips that people use are the ones that are short of stock. And to be honest, obviously I knew the pandemic had hit this um, hit this hard because obviously cars, you know, cars are still on fucking back order. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're looking at six months lead, lead time for a car. You look at second hand though, second hands are pretty much costing more than what I've been offered uh, first hand are. I've been offered more money for my electric car than I paid for it. And I've put 34,000 miles on it in a year. So that happened to my uh, my missus' car when we traded it in. Uh, they, honestly, they, they gave me three tires. Do you know that? So I went to trade it in. I was like, "Oh, it's, it's got it's got two tires. They're they're borderline. They're they're, they're pretty much illegal." Like Lewis Hamilton would take these out in the wet. Honestly, they were, they were bad. Um, they had loads of scratches on the side and stuff. That to be honest, I was going to get fixed because obviously you, you need to get them done. Yeah, uh, they had quite a bit of damage tonight. It's all right. They went, we'll put the new tires on, we'll we'll do all that. Don't don't worry about that. And we walked away with cash. Jeez. It's mental. It's, and then they sold it for four grand more than what they gave us. Mental. It's it's crazy. And do you know what? It's not even a good car. That's the funny thing about it. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> not even a great car. It's just you know, I I don't know, but <clears throat> it is, and to be honest, I thought like I said, I thought this would have sorted itself out by now, but because people, you know, initially it was the pandemic, people not being able to work, uh, you know, plants being shut down. Um, if you think about in the UK with the the plaster shortage, mm-hmm. you know, British gypsum, obviously they they're only a, even though they're a, they're a big company, they only employ a handful of people who have to go and mine the gypsum and stuff yeah. like that, and there was a big shortage on that. But that's picked up now. People are back to work. People, are, you know, people are working through it. Like yeah. everything, everything's good now. So what? What? I'm not too sure what the problems are now. What? What is still causing this? Is a sheer backlog? Well, I know that I know they're basically building loads more semiconductor fabrication plants, aren't they? They're mm. now like they are like building them like there's no tomorrow to basically well, try and catch up. 
China can build big super hospitals in, in a week. Do you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. they're going to be able to build semiconductor factories, they're, they're going to be the, the nation to do it, right? Yeah, well, them and the Koreans, I think, yeah. I think that's that's exactly what's happening, basically. Um, mm. yeah, yeah, fair, fair play to them. Fair play to them. Well, so you, um, are you guys battening down the hatches, ready for some Russian cyber attacks coming? <laughs> They they seem to be make doing the rounds, don't they? Those those Russians, they're loving it. Well, I, I think I think they're testing the water. I think this is this is like the the prelude to it all. So obviously, Ukraine got hacked mm. last week. Yeah, most military and uh, government websites and stuff like that. I think they were just testing the water. I think in reality, they're probably already in inside the smart grids in well actually not smart grids but inside the national infrastructure um and that's going to be the real attack isn't it when they the turn the lights off and shut the gas down and do turn everything else like that it's not the first time that they've actually done it though um no. is it i don't think i think it's no. been quite, quite a number of times in the past i don't know how many years but it, it's, it's been their main weapon of choice because they can deface websites they can shut them down and stuff like that. it creates that illusion of instability um and obviously ukraine isn't as a uh, tech rich country yeah. as as most and um i think if you're from the outside look i think if you were on the inside thinking oh do i do i back these russians or do i stay native and stuff like that and then you see your com- country falling apart literally lights getting turned off they can't turn on the power grids because all of the software and computers that drive these um, these big plants uh, are shut down. So, like, it 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 causes that instability and people lose trust in them. As well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and and I think like in terms of energy, you know, I would have thought that ukraine and actually you know to be fair most of europe is getting their energy from russia right which is why our energy has become so expensive this is the thing is it's all it's all a massive it's all a massive circle right so obviously like there's that big pipeline that goes from russia to ukraine there's the conflict there there's the sanctions and the tit for tat that's going on between the germans the french against russia saying oh we're going to sanction you and they're like Fuck yeah, we'll turn your gas off. Simple as. <laughs> Send some bloke round in a boiler suit, he's going to come turn your gas off. Like, Yeah. <laughs> and, and and it drives that that wholesale price up. And, I mean, what was it today? 300% increase on wholesale gas costs? That's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. 300%, 300% yeah. increase. It, it, it's crackers. But then, I mean, me and the missus were just talking about this before is it brings the brings the narrative back to renewables it yeah. brings people back to well we've got all this land should we be putting you know wind turbines on there should we be you know it's even opened up the debate about fracking again you know in the, in the shale oil fields and stuff like that and it's like we should be more self-sufficient like what we're a fucking island. Yeah, I mean, we're surrounded by water and fucking wind. I, th- I think <laughs> it's, I think it's mental, right? That like there isn't a every single house that's built from now on needs to be 
completely energy neutral. You know, it, it should be able to, you know, share a a ground source heat pump with the whole kind of site. There should be there should be solar on every single house. There should be batteries in every single house. Like I don't know why the government haven't said you have to do that as a house builder. I I, I agree. And the, the the missus pointed out something actually because she works for a local authority, um, and she said that really like why aren't because there's all these grants kicking about why aren't grants being made available to local authorities to get solar panels on on everyone's house yeah. right and there's this there's this thing where any unused energy so there's there's two when you get your solar panels there's two options isn't there so you can have your direct so literally straight from panel into your electricity and you use use that and whatever you don't use gets pumped back into the grid right but then you've got the battery source as well so people installing tesla power walls and stuff like that that's the future yeah. is being able to store all of that electricity so during the day and on the night it grid it's free it's mint that's yeah. that's the idea right but <clears throat> are people why why aren't we not seeing grants to say right actually get all these get all these houses get get more solar panelled up yeah 10 15 grand a shot costs a lot of money yeah, yeah. i mean there's, there's grants there's grants for these for businesses but nothing really personal yeah so i know quite, I know quite a lot of businesses get grants for electric cars to, to get the uh, electric power chargers put on the business it's it's a license to print money in my view right so government want to make their money back because they've invested however many billions on these um this is the hypothetical scenario they've spent however many billions on putting solar panels on people's houses giving them massive grants homeowners to give uh, massive to put them on what they should say is right well actually if you're going to take these grants there's a there's a you know a cost sharing so whatever money you put back into the grid we're going to take 50 percent. so the national grid will take 50 and we'll take 50 and that'll recoup it it's passive income because it, it, it continues to generate even on shit days, it's still generating and whilst it's probably not still not enough uh power to power your whole house all of the time unless you get the batteries it still reduces that load on the on the grid doesn't it yeah i said there's still a significant reduction of course there is of course there is i think i think just the, around the corner what they're doing now so obviously i live in a, a mining town is they've got all of these coal mines that are full of water, like hot water. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're digging down now to use the hot water and they're pumping out the hot water into um, into these like generators to spin around and generate electricity to then pump electric into certain places, but also take the heat source and uh, heat people's homes. So at the minute, it's a, it's a trial. I think it's the only one in the country. But... I, I like the idea because what the what they're doing is there's some I think there's a couple of blocks of flats. Uh, I think there's some couple of like council buildings, and the idea is they're going to run the heat and energy from this to them. And if it works, then it can easily be plumbed and in, into other parts of the of the area. And I think that's it's yeah. ingenious. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think that that's what I'm saying about these. So you, you can get these like shoebox sized. Like heat exchangers basically so it's the same as what i've got in my electric car where it 
it it's effectively like an AC unit, but in reverse, so it heats up. Yeah, and then it's like uh, them storage heaters, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's it's literally one. just like a tiny little compressor that's the size of a shoebox that goes in a cupboard. But then what they have is they have like a they have like a well or whatever a ground source well that's like in for the whole site. Everyone's house goes back to that well, and it basically because the underground temperature is always the same, it means that there's enough of a difference that they can you can heat a house off of it. So, mm-hmm. like I I don't understand why it's not just like if you're building a house you have to build it this way you have to put this stuff in it. It's going to make everyone's bills as they're in there virtually yeah. thing. Yeah, okay. There's there's the added cost on top when you're building it, but here's a bunch of grants to help with that. And then mm. and then at least like I get that like retrofitting is more expensive, right? But at least just make it at least just make it so that every single new house that's built. Bear in mind, like where I am here. There's like an old airfield, and they're they've, they're building ten thousand houses in that space, and yet they're all just running gas combi boilers, no solar panels, no battery storage. It's like mental, because <laughs> effectively that whole space, right? If every single house had solar panels on the on top of it, that's like a that's like a mini power plant right there. And then if every house had had a battery in it, that yeah. you know. One house is using more electricity than it's generating. Well, that's fine because next door there's no one in, so it just uses the battery from next door. Do you know what I mean like a mini yeah. distributed grid for that space? It's like why is that not happening? It seems community grid. It seems mental that that's not like law. It it is a pretty unique opportunity because of the change and chop and change the regulations and stuff like that all the time. And they're also in in that unique position where it's like they've got companies pitching yeah. to have, or oh, we want to buy this land, and the government are in control of whether they release that land or not. Yeah. And it'll be, well, are you going to make these green eco homes? No. Well, then you're not getting the land. It's yeah. as simple as that. They've got them by the short and curlies. They can do it if they want to. Yeah. Um, it's just it, it, there, isn't it? That's the problem. I, I, eh? I'm willing to bet all these house builders have got got money going into lobbying government so they don't do that um well you could see that it is that and plus the energy companies like why have we not got any further forward why are we still relying on oil why are we still relying on you know these horrible things and it's ultimately down to the fact that <laughs> these big corporations are too big yeah they're too, they're, they're far too big and they, they command too much of a uh, too much of a pull across all, all countries as a whole. I, I just think like nowadays, right? The tech, the tech is there, right? To have this dis- distributed grid because we've got this ubiquitous network that that is everywhere, right? The internet is everywhere in in these new homes. Like you know, Ethan, what you're doing, like in terms of just putting like every new house now has fiber to the house, right? Fiber to the property. So it's like connectivity isn't an issue anymore they could have this distributed grid and it not it, there's no technology problem there do you know what i mean yeah it, exactly it, it i mean it's like it's just a political thing well obviously it, unless you're like in a really rural area but i mean for most people now you're pretty much talking you can get ftdc ftp throughout the whole entire country yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, no, it's um, it 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 is crazy to be fair that we're not further on than we should be. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, then then it kind of comes back to where the the government pretty much has to put something in place, say for electric cars, the the, the ten year timeline to move everyone from diesel and petrol onto electric. They're kind of making it worse for themselves by not phasing it in and looking longer term. Yeah. So I, I, I give you an example, right? So I had two electric cars. I had the original, two original Nissan Leafs, uh, the first version and the version one after that, uh, second one. Um, but when I moved to this house, um, it's off street parking. We didn't have a driveway or anything like that. So it was like, well, okay, well, we'll just go and get diesel cars. That's... Just the way it is. We could we could park close to the house, but you know it's like in, in street side. Yeah, it's right, it's it's yeah, it's not it's not ideal, right? So there there is a piece of grass outside of my house, right? So you got my house on the corner, there's a patch of grass, then you've got the cul de sac at the, the end of the road. So I've I've asked, I've said, look, can I I started off, can I buy the land? No, you can't. Right, okay, well. That, that that's that. I was like, right, well, can I get a drop curb put in? And I said, like, I'm not asking you to do it. I, I'll I'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. I'm like, why not? And I'm told it's valuable green space, Brilliant. right? <laughs> I, if I, if I I wish I could show you this. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna get it up on Google Maps. Actually, you'll fucking see it. If you do that, you'd have to give me a link so I can put it in the show notes. Well, can I not just share my screen? Well, no, I'm not going to show everyone where I live, man, you cracker. <laughs> well, well, then let's not bother doing this for the audio podcast. Well, anyway, there's a piece <laughs> of grass about this big outside my house, right? So you it's, about, it's about a foot, a foot long. Aye, right. It, it's not much. So I asked if I could get a drop curb put in so I could drive into my house and I can charge up and stuff like that. No. So then I've raised the fact that, like, look, I'm... I'm I'm looking at getting another electric car. So is everybody else. I'm not the only one here. Like, what, what? how am I meant to charge it? So actually, if I stay in this house, I could never, ever have an electric car. Brilliant. They went, we've got public charge points. <laughs> and you, you know as much as me, Dan. Like, that's, that's all well and good, right? But th- there's not enough. So they're, they're, they're usually quite busy. Right? You, you can't always rely on the fact that you're going to get there now if i stayed long enough in the in the car park i could definitely charge and mm-hmm. that, that that's great but like i've got 10 miles left i need to take the kids to school like, say, that's that's a waste of nine hours while you're sat there waiting for it to charge <laughs> yeah so it's like it, it's it's not it's not ideal and it's not sustainable right but you've got a piece of grass that that's not being used it can't be used for anything you couldn't build a house on it if anything um, it costs them money because they have to come out and mow the grass yeah yeah right so why not just allow me to put a, a drop curb in and you know get into the property Mate, and then i can have an electric charge point just put a bit of two by two down on the curb and just <laughs> honest, over it. that has been done in <laughs> other parts of the council so to prove my point i went around and i took pictures so there's this one guy in an estate across the road who was basically just put paving slabs on the grass. Lad. Right. And he just <laughs> jumps up onto the curb 
So I went, you can't tell me this because of like data protection and GDPR and stuff, but yeah. you can tell me whether you own that land or not. Yeah. Like legally, like you, under freedom of information, you can say whether you own that land or not. And I'm hazarding a guess, judging by the state of the house, that guy does not own that land. <laughs> right. So, like, what what's to stop me from, from doing that? Oh, well, we'd, we'd basically come around and, and tell you. And I was like, well, that guy's like defiled your property. It's like, you know, he's trespassing. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It, I mean, I have heard a rumor of some certain traveler community coming around and doing building work. And I'm thinking, what what if that certain people come around and saw you out? Made me a driveway? <laughs> like, what, what will yeah. happen? I'm not, I'm not responsible to come around at midnight, and put top down on this grass, <laughs> and all of a sudden there's a driveway. Like that's not my fault. You gave them six hundred quid for something completely different, didn't you, mate? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't pay anybody. I, don't <laughs> I do think right that all of the street lights should be converted to have electric car charging. Like it already is. It already is, right? So what I notice is after after Christmas, and I, I've never noticed this before, is you know the you know when they put the Christmas decorations up on the on the lamppost. Yeah. I noticed was, because they obviously haven't been back around to undo them, there's a little commando socket off the <laughs> off the lamppost. And I'm like, why can't that be used? Yeah, it's here. Because right. the lamppost right outside my bloody house. Like, why couldn't that be used? Mm. Like, it is it is crazy to think that we can't. And and again, it goes back to that. You, you're right. It's just people being too stubborn to, to change. Or yeah, people not want to change. And I guess it's people not really moving with the times, though. Yeah. When you look at it. I, I, th- I think the more people that buy electric cars, the more they'll be forced to have to do these things, right? Because the big I mean, selling car type of car at the minute. I mean, the, the thing is, though, as well, for a lot of companies, a lot of companies are actually bringing in um, sort of like benefits where you can get uh, an electric car and salary without you paying stuff. yeah, salary sacrifice. And I think that's one way that they're trying to move forward with the times, which, which is which is good. But I mean, even when you're looking at the prices, though, I mean, when I had a look, you was talking five, six hundred quid just for a standard electric yeah. car. And I mean... Me at the minute, I pay car, car and insurance. For me, me and Mrs. Two hundred quid. I'm not going to spend an extra four hundred quid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, it, you're right. You're right, mate. It is. It is. It is expensive to go out and buy. I mean, I remember. So when I got the the first leaf, they were practically giving them away. <laughs> like I almost had the salesman on his knees begging me to take. <laughs> right. I remember. I had this shitty micro, right? Oh, that was a right bag of dudes, back then, they? You what, mate? The subsidies were massive back then, weren't they? Honestly, it, well, it caused a problem, right? So I, I went into the show and I was like, ah, oh, quite fancy one of them new leaves and stuff. And he's like, if you take if you take this leaf right now, this is what we're going to do. And I think it was a brand new leaf, literally unregistered. I had to wait for it to be built and everything, right? I even got in a custom colour. Right, you know, like when you pay extra for the colours and stuff. Yeah. Um, honestly, it was mint, and I got ten thousand miles a year on it. And do you know how much it was a month? How much? hundred and eighty quid. No, I swear to God. No. Do you know how much I was putting in petrol in the car I had previous? Two hundred and fifty pounds a month. I was saving money. 
it was ridiculous. So I was like, this is, this is an all-brilliant. So I snapped his hand off, right? He was literally begging me to take this car. And two years later, the end of the, the, the lease came. And I went ahead and hand it back. But because of the, the, the low monthly payments, I was in so much negative equity. Oh, really? Unbelievable. Yeah. So I went, look, um, we're, we're going to help you out. And I was like, all right, okay. Because I was like, I'm not going to buy another leaf because I don't want to be another, I don't want to be in negative equity again. Yeah. It's like, if you're taking this on leaf in red right now, we'll wipe off all your negative equity. <laughs> and I was like, right. And it cost me an extra 20 quid a month. Jeez. Right. So I was like, okay. Well, I'll do that. So I ended up getting another one. But then it's like, that that's ended now because obviously they had all of these grants and stuff like that. But I was just like, they were literally giving the cars away. Yeah. Could, couldn't give them away. Unbelievable. Yeah, like my, my Kona. So my Kona does like 300 miles on a on a single charge. So it's, it's pretty decent. And it's got... the reason That's, why the, that's I... a standard now, isn't it? Like 300 miles is like... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. To be fair, that's not too different. The the, the car that Mrs. had before was a little one point two petrol turbo piece of shit, right? And you got about four hundred miles of a tank. Yeah. I I, I get about four hundred in my one point four core. So, and and that's about sixty five quid to fill up as well. Yeah. All right. So yeah. that that that's not too that's not too far away no, from the mark. Not at all. Yeah, see, because the, the difference being my Kona for 300 miles, I think, is about £5.50 or something. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and the great thing old... is I can still claim 45p a mile. <laughs> that, that's... Do you have to pay for like the charging points and stuff that you go to? I don't really know with electric cars. So, yeah, 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 you do, but... Um, so those are more expensive. So if you if you charge at like a services or something like that, you're probably paying like 30, 35p a kilowatt. So so it might be say a tenner to fill up. Um, still that. You know, fifteen quid something like that. Yeah, which again, yeah, is just nothing really. It it isn't. I mean the the services filling up points anyway are always rip me fucking eyes out. I mean. Draw past one the other day and it was one sixty five a litre petrol. Oh. <laughs> I, I was when it hit one forty nine here. I, I saw people filling up. I was like, "You're fucking crazy." I'd rather push my car home. <laughs> oh, honestly, I would. You'd see, you'd see me on the A one pushing it home. I, I wouldn't pay that. <laughs> no, like to be fair, like you're right. So the worst case, fifteen quid for three hundred miles. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's fucking, is nothing. Yeah. And you, you think every single time I fill up and, and you fill up, you got another fifty quid in your back pocket than what I have. Yeah. It, well, it's crazy. And that's, what, I mean, that's what pays for the higher price of the car, right? So, so you're right. Like my yeah. my car is uh, it's about five fifty a month, right, for that car. Mm-hmm. But it drives itself on the motorway. Like I, it's automatic cruise, lane changing, everything does it all itself. So you know, I don't have to do anything once I get in the car. Um, in and- fact, you proved it. You you did the pub you did the pubcast while eating the KFC. I did. The car. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> whilst driving eight, eight on the motorway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
with? Uh, 70. I wasn't going to. What are you talking about? 70. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, it's come on a long way. Like, my leaf only used to have an 80-mile range. Yeah. Right? And wow. It was all right, you know, because I was... Everything was all local, so I used to work three miles from my house, so it was mint. You know, one, one, one battery was. But then I changed the jobs, right? Oh, this was awful. <laughs> this is how I had to go back. This is how I had to go up the diesel, you know. So I went from going from three mile to thirty-five mile. Right. All right. So that's that's seventy miles a day, right? Which was doable. Let's get it though, right? Yeah. Did you not have a charger? Just, right? I did, but it wasn't a proper charge. It was on the three pin, so it oh, used to take no. like nearly twelve hours. So, right, this is this is the problem I used to have. <laughs> so, I used to, in the in the summer it was class because I used to, because of the heat and things like that. And uh, I don't know if it's the the more energy uh, you get off the road uh, with the regenerative braking. Like, I always end up with loads of miles, and I got to work and back with twenty thirty miles to spare, no problem. But in the winter months, and I was getting back, and it was like low battery. Yeah. Right. You know, I was used to get the same point in the motorway, and it would say low low battery, but I couldn't have the aircon on or the heat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been told that with my uh, Mrs's mum. She said you have that on, and the miles dropping us. Well, so... I was driving to work, right, and I was in gloves. I had the hood up like this. <laughs> I was literally driving. I could barely see. Oh, it was borderline illegal. I, I could barely see. You could just see a nose. And I remember one, one of the lads had drove, drove past us on the way to the factory. <laughs> he, he was waving at us, but I couldn't see, right? Because I was just, <laughs> just like this. Honestly, it's so cold. You're and like Kenny from South Park. You, <laughs> I, but the thing is, you, you'd be at the point where you were like, I could put the heating on for like 30 seconds and you were thinking I could literally just warm my hands enough <laughs> just to be able yeah, to so like feel the steering wheel. My electric car isn't that bad. So I, I've got like a heat pump. I've got like all that kind of stuff, right? But it, so in the summer, I get about 320 miles and in the winter, I get about 260, 270. So it does drop. That's quite a drop that though, yeah, isn't it? Be fair. Yeah, yeah. But I have the a, I have the, like the heating on. I have my heated seat. I have like yeah. I'm not like, I'm not taking a hit on luxury just because <laughs> I'm in an electric car. Like that's still that's still working for me. Sorry, I'm just killing a spider on the wall. Nice. Ah, uh, I have to get my missus to come and get spiders. Oh uh, yeah, I what? can't touch them. I can't do spiders. Yeah. Oh, I get it. That's massive as well. Yeah, you know what? You've just shown me. You've just shown me that right, and literally my feet have you lifted up off the ground. I see it on the wall. But <laughs> yeah, you need to burn that room now. That's the only it's thing for it. Just move out. It's a loft. Yeah, <laughs> it's a loft. I've always got some. The problem is as well. I always end up with loads of moths. I have no idea where they come from. Is moths them all, aren't we? I, I've even got you know that like one of them little spider. Um, yes. spider grabbers still can't even do that they're not like spiders I can kill them like some of the bigger ones it takes us like you know I'll build up with it I'm like right, hold <laughs> come on hey, my missus won't even let me kill it why? That's, why that's why she has to come and do it see if this was America right it would have been shot trespassing <laughs> someone's yeah. calf like it would have been shot <laughs> someone stood there with an M4 just letting rip on the walls. This is this is why I wanted one of those First Amendment, boring, boring right? company um, flamethrowers. 
was for dealing with spiders. What? Do you know the the boring company, Elon Musk's type Elon Musk, yeah. Type yeah. Boring company. They he sold for five grand you could buy a flamethrower that was called not a flamethrower. Um, that limited edition, weren't it? I yeah. think when he initially brought it out. I wanted to get one. My wife wouldn't let me. It, it it's I mean right, so people have issues with firearms in in the house, right? Um, you know, you have people in America who are who you know, wear them openly, no problem at all, and then kids pick them up and, you know, play around with them. Maybe it's not loaded, whatever, but there's a danger aspect to them. You imagine, right, your your little Jimmy running around in the bedroom, it goes under your bed, oh, what's this? Big, massive metal object? Oh, no, Dad's flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Just imagine it, couldn't you? I'd love it. Right, let's let's call it there, guys. Thanks for it's been good. Cheers for coming on, Ethan. Are you coming yeah. back? Uh, possibly. Who knows? Depends if you lot will have me back. I think we'll have anybody, really. To be honest, um, <laughs> we take all sorts of you. Is that a compliment? I need to find another southerner, don't I? Ah, uh, you you you're pretty outnumbered here. Even even Al's a, a closet Geordie. I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> oh. But no, it's been good to have you, mate, and um, hopefully we'll see you again next week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. It's, it's been quite yeah, a ride. It's so really far. good. We can tweet this out, right? Seeing that we've got you on, and it might actually drive the listeners up. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. That's the plan. <laughs> Who knows? Could get, could get me some more followers. Who knows? Class. Oh, so where, where, oh, where yes. do people find you, Ethan? What's your, what's your social media? Uh, so social media is Twitter. Uh, my username is Ethernet, as in Ethernet, like nice. your Ethernet circuit. Uh, and yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn as well uh, if you can be bothered searching, which is Ethan Jackson. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Excellent. Cheers, guys. Well, boys, a pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, as always, thanks again for having me. Cheers. Bye. Thanks. See you later. Bye. Right, how do I stop this recording? <laughs>